Good morning. It is Tuesday, December 12, five minutes after 11. It's the Kendall and Casey show on 93 WIBC. Rob Kendall, he's out on vacation. He'll be gone for the rest of the year. And in his place today, we have Ethan Hatcher, who is joining us. Thanks, Ethan, for uh, filling in. We appreciate you. Not a problem. It suits me just fine that Mm -hmm. Rob has taken some time off because I love (laughs) coming in and hosting with you. (laughs) Hey, let's talk about what happened with Vivek Ramaswamy. A New Hampshire man was arrested and charged with threatening him and his supporters. This was ahead of a a campaign event that was held in uh, New Hampshire. Uh, The guy, he's a a 30-year-old guy, and he apparently sent out text messages saying that he wanted to hurt Vivek Ramaswamy. Yeah, yeah. Don't do that. I'm glad they caught up with him, Mm -hmm. Uh, these lunatics. Unacceptable. Much like uh, the threats that were being levied against uh, Brett Kavanaugh and his family. Yeah. That happened. So the court documents state that this guy admitted to the police that he sent the text and that he had sent threatening texts to other campaigns as well. So he's just generally disturbed. He's generally disgruntled about all politicians because it wasn't just Vivek Ramaswamy that he was threatening, but Vivek Ramaswamy's was the campaign that said, oh, no, we're not dealing with this. And they took action. Yeah, good for them. Yeah. Um, I, are you surprised that this doesn't happen more? Or is it that oh, it is? Oh, I think is, it happens all the time and we just and hear And we just few, don't hear about yeah, it. No, it happens all the time. You got you to gotta think, I mean, especially when you're just a regular media figure, if mm-hmm. you happen to be an entertainment personality, they get death threats. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but especially I would think more so for political representatives where it's a contentious topic uh, that incites a strong emotional response. And that's, that's, why you ha- that, that's why these people get, even when they're on the campaign trail now, mm-hmm. uh, Secure, uh, Secret, uh, uh, Secret Service to protect the presidential campaigns as well, because there's just a lot. There's a litany of nutcases willing to uh, unleash their blind rage. Unless you're Robert Kennedy Jr., in which case you don't get security. At least that's what he's claiming. You know, he said that the Biden administration said, no, you don't get any. I mean, you have to hire his own. Uh, but the Ramaswamy campaign said that they are grateful to the law enforcement for their swiftness and professionalism in handling the matter. And the court documents say that this guy uh, has had several interactions with the Dover Police Department over the last several years. So... Not surprised. No, that's not a surprise either. That's kind of like uh, the Arlington, um, the the Arlington suspect about with the, the house explosion. Have you followed this? Fifty uh, year old uh, James Yu, I think was his name, um, but but he had interacted with FBI officials. He believed that he was the target of several conspiracies about him from neighbors and like political representatives, and he had shot more than thirty. Um, flare gun rounds into the neighborhood earlier in the day, and they were executing a search warrant on the property when it was caught on tape by uh, nearby bystanders. Boom! The house like literally explodes and flies in the air and then crashes back in on itself. Fortunately, he was the only uh, fatality of that incident. Hmm. Okay, well, this guy, he's going to appear in federal court. Uh, the charges that he faced could result in prison time up to five years, and he could face a fine up to $250,000. And Ramaswamy's communications director said that they've stepped up the security presence, including uh, plain clothes. Pretty- officers and or protection and that uh, his schedule is going to go on as planned. Yeah, prudent. Now, the one thing that uh, did happen with Vivek, he left his mic open during an interview session with Elon Musk and Alex Jones. (laughs) 
Did you hear that one? <laughs> yes. He, he was Don't do that. He was, he was caught peeing. <laughs> all, see, using I, the bathroom. Over 100,000 people heard it. You got you also got to know, like, just count on your mic being on mm-hmm. when, when you're around the broadcast booth. So many people have gotten in trouble this way. <laughs> That's happened to me before. Where yeah. you accidentally left the mic on? Yeah. When you yeah. went to the bathroom? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, it was when I was working in the TV station. I had a lavalier mic on, and it's got the battery pack that you normally <laughs> yeah. connect yeah, yeah, yeah. to, you know, the your waistline of your pants yep, or yep, someplace else. And Yep. And I and I did that, and I, I did that once. And that's all it takes. That's all it takes. <laughs> the cameraman was like, oh, by the way, oh, no. And so <laughs> from then on, every time, I got to switch it off. Switch it off for sure. But 100,000 people heard it. And he, he acted like, hey, no big deal. It's just this is just the, you know, a bio break. Just walk it off. Sorry about that. He had his real life uh, Leslie Nielsen moment <laughs> or his own Austin Powers moment, <laughs> I guess. OK, so um, Adam Driver was the host of SNL. And did you see that cold open of I SNL did. getting a lot of flack? And uh, Cecily Strong said that she felt uncomfortable. She didn't want to. Uncomfortable? Yeah, she didn't want to do it. She backed out of the skit at the last minute. And now this cold open skit that they had. Um, what was offensive about it? I saw it and I didn't I didn't detect anything. I mean, it was it wasn't even that funny. I mean, it was okay. It, you know, it wasn't a, it wasn't a flop, but I didn't think it was offensive. What's you, offensive here? You didn't find it offensive the way they portrayed uh, Stefanik. No, no, you, you were okay with that. That was, was fine. It, it seemed it, to me like they were siding with the uh, president of Harvard. You didn't get that. No. Okay. No, it's it's a comedy. It's Saturday Night Live. You're mm-hmm. you're not you're not taking. You're ideally you're not watching Saturday Night Live for the hot takes, right? <laughs> it's supposed to be funny though, and that it was not. I didn't um, find it humorous at all. I thought it was it was cringy. It was awful. The moment was, that stood out most to me um, was when he, this? was when he called out uh, Han Solo. Uh, he said, "I didn't kill Han Solo. Han Solo, Han Solo was killed by wokeness." Oh, you're uh, talking about when Adam Driver was doing his monologue. Yeah, yeah, little different. I'm talking about the cold open of the uh, the skit that they had about the uh, testimony in front of Congress. You missed that oh, part. I, I missed that part. Okay, see, that that's the part that was not good. A lot of people calling on SNL to apologize even for that skit. But this is Adam Driver. Uh, he's uh, from... Star Wars, right? Right. Played. Uh, well, he's from Girls, but but uh, he transitioned to Star Wars, yeah. right? Uh, Mishawaka's very own uh, from Indiana. He, uh, uh, you know, he also aggressively shuns any connection with uh, uh, Indiana. The well, the University of Indianapolis in particular. Like he was part of the uh, drama. Um, department there at University of Indianapolis and requested they take down pictures of him like participating in uh, uh, plays at the school and stuff like that. Like, what? what is that? Threatened legal action is ha- how much antipathy he feels for a University of Indianapolis, anyway, a place that I attended and graduated from. He must not have a good memory, good feelings Guess there. not. Um, so he was sitting, this is during a Saturday Night Live, and he was sitting at the piano and he was singing his Christmas list to Sam and this is what he's saying. Get a close-up of my hands. See, they're very big. Very big hands. You can play the piano. That's pretty good, huh? Okay, thank you. If you don't mind, I'd like to talk to Santa now. 
like Santa. <laughs> All right, we're on TV. Hey, Santa. It's me, Adam, driver, from the nice list, and also girls. I turned 40 this year, Santa, so I'd like five pairs of chinos. I also wanted one of those uh, giant metal Tesla trucks. I think it would pair perfectly with my teeny tiny micro penis. Oh, and I'd like uh, people to stop coming up to me on the street saying, you killed Han Solo. I didn't kill Han Solo. Wokeness killed Han Solo. He's not wrong. Okay, explain. How did Wokeness kill Han Solo? I, I didn't realize Disney that there was a thing. Disney has destroyed Star Wars generally, emasculating okay. classic heroes, tearing them apart and deconstructing them literally episode by episode. Like, it is a sad decimation of a once great franchise. Okay. I, I couldn't agree more with the, with the sentiments there. I, I mean, I, they have taken a multi-billion dollar franchise and flushed it down the tubes. I, I get the Disney sentiment. I didn't realize that there were specifically with Han Solo. Yeah. Well, I mean, many people thought that was an enormous mistake. In fairness, because of the actor, Her- you know, Harrison Ford, mm-hmm. he wanted to die. So that was going to happen one way or another. But the way in which it was executed alienated the fan base and continued to do so literally, uh, you know, on a, a per release basis. It is uh, 15 after 11. It's the Kendall and Casey show on 93 WIBC. That is Ethan Hatcher, who's filling in for Rob today. So Sheila Jackson Lee, you remember her? I do. Uh, she was endorsed by Hillary Clinton, Nancy Pelosi, and also Hakeem Jeffries. Quite unpleasant to her staff members, yeah. as I recall. She lost the election for mayor <laughs> of Houston in a landslide. So they say there's no publicity unless it's bad, you know, even bad publicity. But if you're a foul-mouthed congresswoman who blasts your employee and it gets leaked... Uh, Apparently, there is such a thing as bad publicity. Well, she's rejected by Houston, Houston, but the political pundits think she still has a shot returning to her congressional district, mm-hmm. even though there's going to be a primary challenger. So we'll see if she survives that. And if she's defeated there, that will be the ultimate sting because she has a stranglehold on her district. And I wouldn't discount the possibility she could easily be reelected still, even <laughs> even with the negative press. She has filed a run for reelection in Congress mm-hmm. after losing this mayor race because they're professional office hoppers Mm -hmm. they don't leave office once elected and it's a real problem democrats and republicans it would be her 16th term in the house so you talk about stranglehold yeah so she's she's been a congresswoman longer than i've been alive wow (laughs) that that'll tell you something right there all right well you might remember this gem I don't want you to do a damn thing. I want you to have a brain. I want you to get ready. I want you to say, Congresswoman, it was such and such a day. That's what I want. That's the kind of staff that I want to have. So some stupid other that did it. And, and I don't have the information. Nobody sent me the information. I need to uh, ensure my um, schedule. And, uh, you know, if they boo-boo did it, did it, they did it. And nobody knows a damn thing in my office. Okay? Nothing. I gave it to you. Your job was to get it on the calendar, imprint it in your brain, or send me the information back saying, Congresswoman, I made sure that the Ovi Duncan Tell event that you gave me uh, for so-and-so date at 7 is on the f***ing calendar. <laughs> Not to quote Jerome Hansen. Okay? So when I called Jerome, he was sitting up there like a fat-ass, stupid idiot oh. talking about uh, what the f- he doesn't know. Okay? Both of y'all are f***ed up some f***ing f***. It's the worst 
shit I could have ever had put together. Two damn big ass children. <laughs> Idiots. Wow. No damn purpose. Ain't managing nobody. Nobody's respecting them. Nobody gives a about what you're doing. And you ain't doing shit. And this is an example of it. I gave it to Jerome. This is not child's work. Thank you. I, I feel so sorry for Jerome. I feel like somebody needs to send him a fruit basket after that. <laughs> he quit, didn't he? Did right he after quit? that, yeah, I believe he left right after that. Good anyway, for him. She Nobody lost, deserves to put she, up with that. Yeah, she lost that Houston's mayor race on Saturday by a margin of sixty-five percent to thirty-four percent. I didn't realize he quit. I, I believe he did after that. I mean, wouldn't you? Yeah. No. Who could blame him? Yeah. I, just, I just hadn't heard that update. Yeah. Eighteen after eleven. It's the Kendall and Casey Show on ninety-three WIBC. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20mg injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Good morning. It is 22 minutes after 11. You're listening to the Kendall and Casey show on 93 WIBC. Of course, Rob Kendall taking his well-deserved vacation days. Ethan Hatcher is filling in. You doing okay, Ethan? Doing excellent. Happy to be here. <laughs> Happy that we were able to pry workaholic mm-hmm. Rob Kendall away from the studio for just a couple days so I can share the limelight and come in and broadcast with you. Yes. Uh, well, we appreciate you coming in. Did you hear uh, about Tucker Carlson launching his Tucker Carlson network? Uh, I, I, I think we all saw this coming. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, an inevitability. It certainly played to his media favorability right now and you know strike while the iron is hot good for him yep it's available through tuckercarlson.com and tcn I, yeah it's like <laughs> you know i knew this story came out the other day and i didn't talk about it yesterday and i was like i don't know it's like it's a competitor so to speak it's tucker carlson i mean he's also broadcasting he's also putting stuff out there online um but at the same time i mean it's you know my my ego's not that big that I think, oh, it's really a competitor. Like, well, yeah, I mean, let's, but let's see if it cuts he's into... At, he's at this level and, you know... Let, let's see if it uh, cuts into Fox News at all. Let's see what this mm-hmm. does. I know uh, uh, Nigel's going to be happy. He's going to be a regular viewer. Oh, right, because he, he, he does uh, enjoy... Loves Tucker. Loves Tucker. But uh, here, here he is launching his own network. They told you the guys torching Wendy's in 2020 were mostly peaceful. They said that masks worked. They told you the vax was safe. They've tried to convince you that Russia blew up its own pipeline. The corporate media lied too much, and it killed them. We're driving to see join us on. Believe me when I wait, tell wait, you. Wait, wait, wait. I should be yeah. boycotting Bud Light. Fantastic job. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> that was amazing. Okay, so subscription's going to be $9 a month, $72 a year. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think that's modestly priced. That's about average with a lot of other streaming companies. Yeah. He, is it going to be worth it, though? Like, if, if the lineup is uh, guests like uh, uh, Alex Jones all the time, mm-hmm. I don't know. 
You're going to pass on that? Yeah, I'm going to pass on that. But he's had some interesting mm-hmm. interviews uh, since he's been uh, placing things up on Twitter. So he's kept busy. Mm-hmm. He's kept his name in the news. Absolutely. I'm wondering if he'll expand and have more hosts do shows within his network. I think that would be the goal. You know, yeah. he wants to be another, uh, you know, Daily Wire into, mm-hmm. you know, type entity, a conservative uh, alternative news outlet. Yep. He says you can't trust the corporate media, which acts as a censor, but you can trust... Uh, himself <laughs> to tell you the of truth. Of course, of yes, course you can. You can trust me. Uh, but why did he launch the network? Well, here he is explaining. Hey, it's Tucker Carlson. Something big is coming. You can probably feel it. Everybody can feel it. The next 12 months is going to be a wild time, probably like nothing any of us has ever seen. An economic meltdown, an unresolvable presidential race, unprecedented global migration, entire populations moving from continent to continent, metastasizing foreign wars, chaos. Suddenly, everything seems at stake, control of the world and of your soul. How are you going to respond to all of this? The first step is knowing what's actually happening. That's not easy. Who's an ally? Who's an enemy? You can't always tell. What's true and what's a lie? Sometimes it's hard to know. There's so much deception. Big media companies won't help. Their job is to manipulate you. The government? Please. When was the last time you believed a word they said? Probably before COVID. Okay, so um, a lot of people are very angry that he had Alex Jones on his show, on his platform. Uh, He said he's been working on this Tucker Carlson network for seven to eight months now. That's an interesting emotional response. Like, to be angry he Mm -hmm. had Alex Jones. Like, I wasn't a viewer, but I didn't have an emotional response. Like, how dare Tucker Carlson interview Alex Jones? He can do what he wants. It's his own show. Right. Yeah. Uh, Well, they're saying it's beyond embarrassing. It's embarrassing for Tucker to give him a friendly platform. I mean, Alex Jones continues to be somebody who grabs headlines. Mm -hmm. I think Tucker Carlson made a calculated move there to gain more attention, positive or negative, uh, you know, especially right before a major announcement. Okay, so notwithstanding the Alex Jones interview, a lot of people very happy that Tucker has decided to launch this uh, network. $72 a a year, year, $9 a month. Uh, You know, we'll see. How many people take them up on the offer and subscribe? And will all of the content be locked now behind a subscription? He did have Kid Rock on with him. Kid Rock, by the way, deciding to support Bud Light again. Okay. Yeah. Um, Kid Rock also announcing his uh, rock and country tour. He's doing it with Travis Tritt, and they're going to go around and, you know, put on some concerts. But uh, So does that mean that the uh, Bud Light antipathy has officially worn out? mm or is uh, Kid Rock just selling out his principles? Because wasn't he the one? Wasn't he the one that was skeet shooting the uh, uh-huh. uh, the, the the Bud Light uh, boxes? Yeah, he's saying that the punishment needs to fit the crime. Okay, uh, but Whatever. yeah, Tucker was asking him about uh, Donald Trump, and this is what Kid Rock had to say. I just say what's on my mind, and I, I can get that. But I don't know how you look at his track record, what he did, and how he had this country fired on all cylinders when he was in office. Everybody working, you know, our military is the strongest. He's leading with, you know, strength and uh, borders, you know, under control, just energy independent. You know, you could go on and on. It's interesting because uh, if you go back, I don't know, a decade, 
20 years ago, a lot of people were against Kid Rock because he had adult-themed music. They didn't feel it was very conservative or, you know, friendly. But now uh, there's a lot of MAGA supporters behind Kid Rock. I think anything looks tame in comparison to uh, WAP. Mm-hmm. Well, that's true. <laughs> that's true. It is 28 after 11. It's 93 WIBC. Good morning. Good morning. It is 1133. My name is Casey Daniels. Rob Kendall has the day off, and that is Ethan Hatcher who is filling in for us. Thanks, hey, Ethan, for being here. So uh, New York City Mayor Eric Adams, he... Uh, he pretty much threw up his hands on Friday. He went to Washington, D.C. <laughs> was he was great. asking for help. He wanted some federal aid to handle their migrant crisis. And then he came back and he said, what? Hey. Hel- help is not on the way. He had to wave the white flag. Mm-hmm. Uh, stop whining. You wanted this, right? right? Yeah, sanctuary cities. Right. Br- Brandon Johnson putting up another, you know, throwing another temper tantrum. He's suing because of uh, sending the migrant buses to Chicago. When that's what you wanted, that's what you state, you know, stated the desire. You're a sanctuary city. You'll take as many as want to come. And it's it's completely ridiculous that they expect southern states to put up with this endless tide of migration, but then they pitch a fit when it comes to their their doorstep. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, here is the uh, Democrat mayor from New York City saying, well, he's pretty much whining. Listen <laughs> to this. We are at an untenable situation right now, and it is painful for us. Uh, it is painful for the city. And I think that you see it being reflected in the polls. It is because our federal government actions have taken a toll on the people of this city. Uh, we're going to continue to do our job um, in this administration, uh, but it's, these are extremely challenging times. And as I left uh, Washington, D.C., I did not leave with optimism. I left with the cold reality uh, that uh, help is not on the way in the immediate uh, future. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is going to be at this moment, it's going to be up to New Yorkers and this administration to continue to navigate this this challenge that we're facing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they've got uh, the uh, protesters there outside of New York City's hall because they're discussing the budget cuts. You know, he he, he came out and he said, hey, yeah. we're going to have to cut all these services. They're cutting city services. Mm-hmm, because, because the migrants are costing too much money. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you see they also ran a story, I believe this was in a Queens neighborhood, where one of the city councilors was complaining because migrants were taking advantage of the free Thanksgiving, you know, giveaways mm-hmm. and uh, food pantries and such. And like local residents were being completely cut out because the migrants had started lining up out hours ahead of when the giveaways were and none of the residents were able to get it like i think they got a fifty thousand dollar extension on the free giveaways that's it that's it but (laughs) they're talking about they're gonna have to cut one uh, 1.2 billion dollars well they're they're cutting libraries Mm -hmm. they're cutting police services they're cutting schools all to support the in the 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 the, the problem the infrastructure problem that they have created by allowing unlimited free migration well that's what the democrats wanted yeah they want to change the demographics of this country through amnesty for all of these people which 
It's going to happen. It could it'll, backfire, though, as they've, they, as they've uh, 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 isolated and alienated much of the Latino vote, even That's through true. illegal immigration, because many of them dissatisfied with what's going on in the country, as well they should be. All right. Well, the illegal border crossings now exceed about 10,000 per day. It's almost 4 million per year. That's more than the population of 24 of our states. That's incredible. 24 of our states. Okay, Um, so the big argument now is securing the border and separating any aid to Ukraine or Israel from any money going to the border. The governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, says that under President Trump, America had the most secure border in decades. Joe Biden, of course, reversed those policies that kept the nation safe. Uh, Here he is saying what needs to be done to secure the border. That said, Republicans right now in Congress are negotiating with the Biden administration with policies that would provide extraordinary relief, if not eliminate all of the illegal border crossings. They must hold fast and negotiate with the Biden administration to achieve two things. One is to prohibit any asylum offered to anybody that crosses between the ports of entry. The second thing is uh, they also must eliminate any asylum uh, for anybody who does not seek asylum from the country from which they have left or from the first safe country they arrive in. Those two policies would dramatically reduce any illegal immigration into the United States and actually would stop all of the visuals that you're seeing on TV about the way that people are crossing into our country illegally. Uh, Okay, so he mentions that the way people are crossing into the country illegally. And and you brought this to my attention, Ethan, which I I think is, uh, thank you for that. It's uh, Biden border insanity. And you've got a live report. This is from, who is this, Fox News? And they're showing at least 30 individuals on the terror watch list. Yeah. Yeah. Have been encountered trying to cross the border since, not last year. Just last month. Since October 1st. Yeah, check this out. As you look down the hill from our drum and you see that next group, this is what's been happening now for the last several hours. And a concerning stat that we got from Bill Malusian's reporting at the end of last week was that 30 individuals have hit the terror screening database since October 1st when the fiscal year began. We can bring in and split screen, if you will, this shot in Lukeville. That's a thousand miles to my west, another epicenter of the folks coming there. They're getting people over the weekend from Bangladesh, from from Egypt, from China, from Senegal. I just met a man in this group right here that is from uh, uh, Angola. He told me from Africa, he's from Angola. He spent five months traveling. He spent thousands of dollars to fly to Brazil, then made the dangerous trek to the Darien Gap between Colombia and Panama, went through uh, Central America, Mexico, and now he's here today. Who knows? Maybe he'll be released. It's a concerning issue. Okay, so all seems very intentional. How right. many of those are gotaways? So right, so not just a immigration issue or a border. Well, it is border security, but not just an immigration issue, but a national security issue. When you have members of the terrorist watch list crossing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in shocking numbers, mm-hmm. and because the border is so porous, it could result in American fatalities. That's a problem, and if it does, that's solely on the uh, uh, shoulders of the Biden administration. A porous border? Are, are you kidding me? It's just like yeah, that's a little generous. <laughs> it's wide open. Yeah, Sorry. there we go. Sorry. There we go. Okay. <laughs> 
Um, and I know that Tony Katz has been spending a lot of time on this. In fact, he's calling it Border Week all all week long when he comes back on at noon. Definitely uh, a worthy listen. But uh, before we get into break, I wanted to play this last clip. This is uh, Chris Murphy. He's a Democrat senator. And here he is claiming that Republicans' demand to secure the southern, southern border is one of the most dangerous moments that he's ever faced in American politics. I think this is one of the most dangerous moments that I've ever faced in American politics, Mm -hmm. and I wish Republicans weren't holding Israel aid and aid to Ukraine hostage to the resolution of immigration reform. It's not that they're holding a hostage. They just want it it addressed. Why are we addressing Ukraine's border security and not our own? And why do they have to be bundled? Like, why does this have to be a bundled package? Well, because the uh, uh, pork barrel spending has been how uh, uh, Congress has snuck in spe- snuck in these uh, extravagances uh, since time immemorial. But this is an effective way for Republicans to get what they want done because the Biden administration and Republicans have already prioritized passing Ukrainian aid. So if there's any hope of addressing the immigration crisis, it's folding that into that funding. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean... If we're going to fund one, then let's fund both. I, I think I heard during the news Zelensky here asking for more money yes. today. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's 1142. This is the Kendall and Casey Show on 93 WIBC. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta. And check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Good morning. It is 1146. It's the Kendall and Casey Show on 93 WIBC. Rob Kendall has the day off and Ethan Hatcher is filling in. Ethan, where where can people find you on X? Uh, at Ethan Hatcher at Twitter. Okay. Yeah. Um, because, you know, Rob may have the day off from broadcasting, but boy, he's still worked up on X. He's having a fight right now with... Um, oh, who's he fighting with? I got to see this. Matt Gentry, the mayor of <laughs> Lebanon. Okay. They're going back and forth about the Leap Project. So if you still want your Rob Kendall entertainment, you can find it today on X. So Joe Rogan previously uh, talked about the shoplifting pandemic that's going on Uh he was specifically talking about New York, but yeah. it's, it's happening all over the country. And there's a new report out that says New York retailers lost $4.4 billion from shoplifting in the last year. New York State responsible for a tenth of shoplifting overall across the United States. Retailers reported more than $45 billion in losses. So that's about a tenth wow. just coming from the state of New York. Wow, that's a lot. It's. I mean, you've seen the videos. People walk into a store with their trash bag and just start loading it up and walking out. Well, apparently it's just a few hundred people. Let's play the, the clip from Joe Rogan there. All right. The, the shoplifting statistics about New York, of all of the shoplifting, it's like 600 people. And they've been arrested thousands of times. Thousands of times. Thousands of times. See if you can find the statistics, because it's it's so crazy, you can't believe that that's really it. In New York, it takes two cops to arrest you. So here it is. Okay. Oh, excuse me. Only 327 people. Collectively, they were arrested and rearrested more than 6,000 times. What? Hey, maybe you should lock those folks up and you'd stop all of the shoplifting. (laughs) 
talk about soft on crime policy. That's what we have to deal with in Indianapolis. Like, I somebody should do crime statistics in Indianapolis and see mm-hmm. if it's just like a couple dozen people who are responsible for the majority of crimes around the city. I wonder if we'd come up with something similar. Right. Like, chart this, graph this. Let's Utter, see. Utterly insane. 327 people Arrested are causing collect- all of that. Collectively more than 6,000 times. Retail theft up 64% in New York City. This is since 2019. Yes. Um, that's amazing. Situation getting so bad, uh, retailers are warning that they may have to close yeah, their they're stores. Gonna ha- they're going to have to Increase prices, of course, to pass it on to the consumer. And employees' lives are even in danger. Like, would you even want to work there not in me. any of these retail stores? No, knowing- not in New York. Well, I mean, look at how dangerous it is around the city of Indianapolis. Right. You can only imagine it's substantially worse in New York. It's what happens when you elect liberal leaders and have, you know, prosecutors who don't prosecute. Soft on crime policy mm-hmm. and liberal Democrats go hand in hand, and it's being evidenced in real time. It's, it's amazing. 327 people responsible Literally for insane. all of that. Um, okay, so let's talk about how Senator Rick Scott sent a letter to the Commerce Secretary calling for an investigation into the food safety of garlic. Not just any garlic. Garlic grown in China. Which apparently is where the, I I didn't know this, but apparently that's the majority of where garlic comes from is China. They're alleging Mm -hmm. that this sewage garlic, as it's being called. That's what they're calling it, sewage garlic. Sewage garlic is being grown. It's also what will make your breath smell like, sewage garlic. That's accurate. (laughs) Um, In unsanitary conditions Mm -hmm. and then subsequently bleached to improve its appearance for sale. So That's disturbing to me because I use quite a lot of garlic in my cooking. Do you? Yeah. uh, Well, I mean, as many people do. It's a Mm -hmm. great enhancement to flavor. You don't want to overpower the dish, but just a little clove of garlic, spice things up, usually improves it. But they're dyeing it. They're dyeing it white. Mm-hmm. To make it so that way it doesn't more look appealing. Like the yeah, I mean you don't want brown garlic. Brown garlic is a sure indicator that it's going bad, or I guess that it's uh, soaked up some unpleasant uh, byproducts of the uh, uh, growth process. Okay, so China, process. the largest market, they're number one for garlic imports. Yep, in the world. Yeah, apparently, <laughs> I wow. didn't know that. Okay, so. Uh, Scott, he's going to introduce, what is this called? The Sewage Sewage Garlic (laughs) Imports Act. And there's also going to be a sewage garlic imports tariff. Okay. To address the issues. So they just want to tax the sewage garlic. That's what it is. We're just going to raise the price. (laughs) Your garlic's going to get more expensive. What I'm taking away from this story is that your garlic's going to get more expensive. That's going to hit Italian restaurants pretty hard. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, I'm glad they're fighting the good fight i'm not sure okay i don't I mean, know i don't want to eat sewage garlic so if this is really either, happening but, then let's get to the bottom of this but it, yeah okay that's one of the important things <laughs> i i no, i agree i mean we want we want our food to be good food because there's such a problem with the uh the sad the you know the american diet right now it's oh uh, uh, sad i thought mm-hmm. you meant seasonal effectiveness disorder that's also <laughs> going on right now it's true hey what about the shocking number of people who think they can land a plane 
Yeah, these people are full of crap. That is some severe overconfidence. Just because you have played Microsoft Flight Simulator does not mean you're a qualified (laughs) pilot. Like, look, I, too, have sat behind an airplane playing Grand Theft Auto, but I'm under no illusion that that skill translates to real life. Have you seen the control panel to these airplanes? Like, there's all kinds of switches and Mm -hmm, buttons mm -hmm. and things. It's not just, you know, you pull up on the accelerator and off you go. Nope. Uh, Remember that plane that crashed? on the south side of Indianapolis not that long ago, um, right next to the University of Indianapolis, came down, uh, mm-hmm. flying low, and then I guess the, the motor you know sputtered out. So, no, these are not uncomplicated uh, uh, devices to control. So there's the survey. It came out, and it says that one-third of all adults think they can safely land a plane. Now, they do need the air traffic controller's guidance on this. And when you just exclude the women and you just ask men the confidence level goes up to nearly 50 percent dudes thinking that makes sense they can land planes without any training at all i wouldn't try it (laughs) kevin what do you think you run a big board every single day you've got a lot of knobs and switches and and things right in front of you you have to keep track of computers uh can you land a plane? Yeah, it would be easy. Piece of cake. You think so? I wouldn't even need a co-pilot or no. anything. But the, the stakes are so much lower here mm-hmm. because if the show crashes, you just had a bad day. If the plane crashes, you had a bad life. I, yeah. I could push buttons <laughs> and stuff, so I'll be good. You'd be okay? Okay, uh, apparently a pilot spends about 90% of their time monitoring autopilot systems and making sure everything is working as intended. The other 10% of their time is spent managing problems, taxiing, taking off and landing. And apparently takeoffs and landings are the most difficult part. Yeah, that's part the hard part. Of like once you're in the air and you're fi- flying, it's But that's also that's also jet airliners. Like I don't think mm-hmm. they have autopilot features for smaller aircraft. I think you know, you're you're much more in control. Mm-hmm. So for takeoff, what you you got to build up speed till the wings can generate enough lift, right, to pull them into the air. Right. And once you're in once you're airborne, you coordinate it with air traffic control, follow the path, retract the landing gear, maintain a speed and the direction. I, I think they're right. I think I could do this. It's not that much to keep track of. <laughs> landing a little bit more complicated requires that you have precise control of the aircraft's direction and descent rate. You know who could probably successfully land an airplane? Who's that? Denny Smith. Oh, Oh, you're right. He has the gyrocopter. Right. He probably could. He wouldn't even need to be talked down or talked up. He would just be able to do it. Yeah. Uh, I thought about one time taking pilot lessons. It, it, it takes a while. It's, and it costs, How much do those cost? It's like 10 grand. Oh, my. Yeah. Lord. Yeah. It, it takes it takes a while. That is a hobby for the wealthy. You can, you can go on a discovery. They call it a discovery flight to see if it's really something that you want to pursue. And then I realized that the only reason I'm interested is to look cool with the aviator sunglasses. <laughs> and that You've already a, got a monopoly on looking I'm cool with your bicycle cape. I'm afraid of heights, cake. Ethan. I don't think I should be flying a plane. Okay. <laughs> afraid of heights. Hey, um, one last thing right now at WIBC.com, the latest side piece. Uh, study finds uh, Indiana's favorite 
Christmas movies. And Brad Kloppenstein has a problem with the list. He's filling in tomorrow for Rob. So you go ahead over to WIBC.com, preview that list. And then tomorrow when Brad is in, we're going to discuss it and poke all the holes in it. Thank you, Ethan, for being here today. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you. You've been listening to The Kendall and Casey Show on 93 WIBC.